You are now listening to Nerd Rage Radio with Bobby Skullface and Adam Russman. This podcast is intended for mature audiences only and may not fit with your sensitive sensibilities. You may be a victim of meaningless outrage or you may, in fact, be a big ninny pants. If this is the case, please feel free to turn it off now. This is no country for ninny meat ninny pants. So crack open the mountain dew. Make sure the cheese doodles are super fresh, bring your mother's basement. It's Nerd Rage Radio. Alright guys, welcome to a special follow-up episode, episode 25.5. So technically, this is a separate episode, a little bonus, but it's not 26. Because like Bobby's not going to let me talk about the R-rated Batman v Superman. Correct. News. Not allowed to talk about it. We don't know what next week not, holds. Could be the only thing worth talking about. I doubt it, but you know. But uh, <laughs> all right. So you want to set the groundwork for this this uh, special special episode? There. Sure. The, we phase. just we were um you know we got wrapped up in the QA session of episode twenty five and thought it was going to some good places, but turns out just had like a thousand more questions and <laughs> it, it was already at the four hour mark. So we figured just have a bit of a, a spillover. So we're just going to kind of pick up where we leave, leave off. And um, let's see how it, how it shakes out. Sweet. Yeah. Just thanks I, for coming I back on. Really, really had a good time last time and uh, really helped us out. Really helped well, us out. Thank you. I want to say this, too. Um, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for having me on again and especially uh, for having me on two times before Brave has been on once. Yep. Who's it? Who's this brave guy? Should I be aware? Is there some kind of some some beef going on or something? Or what, what's brave, the deal? Is, brave is Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay okay i'm um, tracking so yeah and he he just i just wrote him because I, I told him our schedule for next week and he said damn man i as it turns out i can skip school but i can't skip work so he he, he won't be on next week either <laughs> oh you can't do it <laughs> no and i just make it uh, a point like he brave has another show um called toy detox which is great but on his last I mean, the last show or the show before he had it, it was a good 10 15 minutes about how he can't get on nerd rage and he can't get on shattered cast. And he really just was, he was really talking about it. Well, Hey man, what, what, what time works for this guy? What time, what time does brave have? Why don't you just hit the, hit him up on the old text messages? I will. And, and we'll make it, I'm going to try to make it work, man. <laughs> yeah. Just I mean, I, I, I love brave. I did, uh, I did like a Q and a session with brave at TF con. Um, yeah. Like that was a good time. Like and he had, like I was expecting, uh, very a very different set of questions than what he gave me, and uh, it was it was a good time. So I, I love Bravey; he's a good dude. Uh, it just turns out our schedules are pretty complicated. Yeah, the schedules suck. Yeah. One of these days, this is going to be our full time gig. Mm-hmm. I'm already planning out the Kickstarter to to uh, get a piece of property and buy all the sound equipment, so we can gaze at each other while we do this fucking <laughs> show. Yeah. <laughs> like the Joe Rogan podcast. It's my idol. Anyway, well, just take it away, man. Let's let's jump right back into it. You All might right, have to tell uh, me what the last question is to get me back in the mode that I was at. You know, the last question I, asked, I can't start drinking today. <laughs> the last question I asked was, which superpower or ability would you most like to have? Ah, yes, okay. All right, I'm back in it. And so... In, in character. Just going from there, my next question was, um, assuming let, just in the DC Infinite Earths, uh, spectrum, assuming that we live on Earth One, do you guys think of the stories and the movies and all the other things that are out there? Are those all taking place on 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 Earth One? Are they Earth One stories or like Batman versus Superman? Is that 
an Earth One story? Hmm. I think that every different piece of DC medium is its own planet. If it's not in the, it's not the six one six. That's the Marvel universe. The, the but DC. I don't think Earth Earth One is the proper name either, because Earth One is a separate, like Batman is it Earth, Earth Prime? One. Is, no, Earth Prime is the one where Superboy is the only superhero. Let's call it Earth 616. Yeah, let's do that. Um, so so I, I kind of like imagine like there is a, you know, Keaton Batman universe. There is a Kilmer Batman universe, you know, and, and, and that right. there's a Bale, there's a Bale Batman or Nolan verse. Right. Um, and that this Batman universe, this is the DCCU. Yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna go D double C U. That just yeah. happened. Yeah, I, um, I definitely, I definitely don't see this as a. I don't, I don't think I see any of the film adaptations as the comic, the comic book. Yeah, like, and I, and I kind of like each of the different reboots or, or alternate. Like, you know, I love the the Superman Red Sun, where basically you. I mean, I don't want to spoil it for people, but if you haven't read it, it's been out for a goddamn decade. So basically, you find out that Superman is really a descendant of Lex Luthor and Krypton is not actually another planet. It's earth and Jor-El sends his son back in time. Um, and, and he, and he lands in mother Russia and Superman, you know, is a superpower for Russia. Um, huh. so, I mean, the, 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 the red sun is awesome. Awesome story. Um, but in the same breath, like little things like the, the, the original Krista Reeves, uh, Superman movies, uh, like one thing Jorel says is like you, you know you're you're passing through 17 of the 32 known galaxies each with their own laws of physics and that's where his powers come from his powers are because whatever he's made of has a different law of physics with with speed and and that's why he can move faster than light he moves faster than light in our galaxy because our galaxy has a certain established laws of physics and he's outside of that and that's why he's invulnerable um and like stuff like that i just you know the like the science nerd of me loves but then you have stuff like, you know, birthright comes and, and they talk about, you know, his cells are able to, you know, manipulate, you know, manipulate the, the solar energy and, you know, he's like a solar battery and his body becomes more and more effective and efficient at processing that energy. So over time he gets stronger and, and, and takes less energy to do it. So I like to think of him as separate universes myself. Like every, you know, every version, the, the DC cartoon universe is different than the DC comic book universe is different than the, the movie universe. Because always these subtle changes, and I like kind of like the different aspects and the changes of the characters, as long as they get the, as long as they get the mythos, Spirit. right? The mythos. There you go. <laughs> mythos. That, so um, you, oh, the, ahead, for me, for for me, it's just it's the spirit. Like that's what I care about. If you get the spirit of the character right, then good. Um, and then outside of that, like I'm okay with seeing different things. Um, yeah. But but that for me, like you know, like we talk about like the like Batman possibly killing people. Like for me, that gets the spirit of that character wrong, um, and and that's why I get hung up on that. That's why I get hung up on certain things. Of that so nature. I mean, did that bother you then in Superman when Zod dies? Yes. No, I mean, well, but Superman has executed Kryptonians before. This is true, but I yeah. feel like, but that's that's not why it bothered me. Why it bothered me is for one, why didn't Zod just look to the right, and for yeah. two, um. Maybe your heat vision hat can only come out straight. Maybe your your eyes got to be focused and straight. Yeah, I'm um, gonna go there. But, but reason the reason why it really bothered me, and I think it's gonna make up for it because I think that that is gonna be the death that confirms Superman of like I will never kill again. 
Yeah. Like, I will never, like, I will never, whatever, whatever that, however that felt to me, I will never feel that way again. Um, and I can live with that. But the reason why it bothered me was because I feel like Man of Steel was the opportunity to reintroduce Superman to a generation that has no concept of him whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was the wrong way to establish him, personally. Fair enough. Uh, be, be, because, because he killed... I, I, I look at that, I understand what you're saying, but I look at that, it's like, I think the scene was good in just the fact that you could see, like, he, it tormented him to do it. Yes, I agree. You know? And if, and like I said, like if that leads to him feeling that the way he does towards that act, I'm good. So I think it'll be interesting in the Batman versus Superman just to see, like, this is essentially you're looking at it as like, all right, now we see Superman after these events have happened, and what does he look like now? Like, it sounds corny, but like, I don't even know if I have the ability to articulate this the way I want to, but. I think it is more, it's important. What is that? I don't know. Not me. Oh, is it background noise? It's me. Sorry. Okay. No, I, I, think, I think that um, it's important with today's generation, today's like youth, to establish a character where doing the wrong thing, or doing quote-unquote bad things is unacceptable. Like, I think it's, it's, it's important to make not killing cool. Right, I agree with that. No, I, I, I feel you on that. I feel so, you on that. So uh, I just think at, the, I think at the same time, though, like, that mindset can go too far out of balance. And then it's like, sometimes, if you got to kill the guy who's got his button on the, the destroy the planet, sometimes you have to, even though I don't agree with it. It's a necessary evil. You know? Yeah, I'm, but I'm not sure if I, if if I want that decision to be a decision that Superman has to face. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because Superman has these heightened abilities, so that he doesn't have to make that sort of decision. Like, like it, it, I'm not talking about Black Hawk Down. Do you know what I mean? Where it's it's my life or yours, or my brother's life or yours. Um, it's it's a, a, an alien with super mega powers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's a god. You're right, and it's the opportunity to make a pop culture icon who does the right thing fashionable. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just I, I I think that the I think that the world that we live in, at least in America, needs that because so yeah. often, like we have the I, anti-hero all the time. I do th- I, I do <laughs> think our our culture is a little kill happy, but I think it's muddled. I think it's like it's it's kill happy in the wrong way, but then it's like ultra don't kill anybody in the wrong way as well like they're both like both side both camps are like doing the right thing for the wrong reason at that time you know it's it's hard to it's hard to explain it's like and in and, and this kind of a, a realization of like watching a lot of these like british or like doctor who they make it such a point never to kill anybody to the point is like well that's not right either that's not you know it's like it's like yeah i i get it that the cowboy's always quick drawn and, and shooting the bad guy, and sometimes there's a there's a better way to handle conflict. I understand that that's that that's right, that, that that's wrong. But then sometimes too, like you know, this guy is you know like like I do believe in monsters too. You know, I I, sure, I do believe I in monsters, like, and I, and I think sometimes those monsters need to be clipped. I just feel like um, 
who are saturated with Wolverines and Deadpools and don't have yeah, Superman. Yeah, I agree. But Wolverine never, never killed, killed nobody that need killing. I, mean, I, I think that's arguable. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, just well, then let me ask you this just based on, on what you just said, Bobby. If this if Batman versus Superman, this is a side question, it's not one that I had in here, but if it is where a world where Batman does kill people, I mean, how is that? How are you gonna, how is that gonna be for you? That's, that's gonna be a, a big problem for me. It, it's, and, and I, I'm talking about killing, like, like that scene that we've seen in the trailer where he, where he comes into that room and he fights all those guys, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Every, if every guy in there at the end of it is dead, like that's gonna be a problem for me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, um, like he kills he kills Harvey Dent in Dark Knight, mm-hmm. and that's a problem for me. Like, I hate it. I I hate I hate it. I feel like it's lazy. I feel like the writing of that part is lazy. Like he jumps. You want the impossible. <laughs> like I feel like the script must have read Batman jumps to. Harvey both disappear. Turns out Harvey's dead. Batman's hanging on to a weird plank that's out of place. Mm-hmm. Do, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like if, if this individual has the skill to tackle someone off of a roof and also grab a structural beam that will support his weight in that same maneuver, he could have the skill to stop him without killing him. I mean, I kind of feel that, like, the Raza Ghoul save, you know, not for nothing, Raza Ghoul's a, a much heavier dude than Harvey Dent. You know what I mean? Had all that ninja armor on. <laughs> you know, Liam Neeson's, like, seven yes. feet tall. Yes. And I kind of, I, I, I get that. But at at the same time, I mean, you, didn't, you didn't pick up my Empire reference back there a couple seconds ago. I'm kind of disappointed about it. I'm just going to say that. Um, like, like I, I think it needs to be, that if people if people die, because let me just take it, let me just a reduction to the absurd, okay? So Batman it beats this guy up and he gets a cut on his face and then he goes in the hospital and gets MRSA and dies. Does, did Batman, you know, kill that guy? No. Well, I mean, you know, that's not well. A legal team would say yes. You know, if the injury, if the injuries, if the injuries that would would you know caused his caused his death, you know, Batman will be held responsible. But his his you know? his injury is not what caused the death. Like MRSA caused the death, and, and MRSA. Well, he he died. Death. He died from complications of the injury. He died. He died from. If you if you get an accident, if you get an accident with somebody, he died from an infection that was a negligent hospital. That's what he died from. That well, you don't know. He might have got the. He might have got infected in the or, in the accident. You know, like I mean, or, it's, or it's but, very or, rare to get MRSA on the street. I hear you. I hear you. But like, <laughs> let's let let's say that he gets in an accident and uh, with somebody, you know, and then a week later they die of complications. You know what I mean? Oh, well, I'll tell so, you what. I'll tell you what, if there's any instance in this film where Batman hurts someone, they go to the hospital, and in a, in a month or two, they die of complications, I'm willing to let that slide. <laughs> well, I'm just, I, that's why I was reducing it to the absurd. It's like, I, I think that if, if Batman is not acting like an executioner, like, you know, if, if Batman is not leaving dead bodies in his wake, you know, if, if, he's, if he doesn't become the Punisher, like the Punisher, everybody's dying. Nobody's surviving. You know what I mean? But I think if, like, you know, Batman beats up a guy and, and then, or, you know, he, he has to do something to stop something else from happening and there's collateral damage with, that ends up in, in a death, I'm okay with that personally. You know, because that, that just seems like some real-world type shit. And let me just, like, let me just put this out, too. Like, in our, in our legal system, right, if the bank robber comes and is robbing the bank and the police officer comes in 
gets in a gunfight with the bank robber and one of the police officer's bullets hits somebody and kills them, it is that death is still blamed on that on that robber. You know what I mean? It's unfortunate, but that robber did cause that death. They put, you know, they put actions in into effect that caused that death, and that death is not on that police officer. I, I hear, I hear that. So I, I think if 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 Batman's actions are in that vein, I don't have any problem with it whatsoever. I won't even look at it. You know, I I'm the one that's kind of like, you know, this is where Bobby and I kind of disagree with this whole you know thing with Batman. It's like, well, we've we've dealt with Batman deaths all the time. It just wasn't ever focused upon. You know, and Batman cut the bomb off that off that one dude and put it on that fat guy and threw him down a manhole cover. Yeah, that guy didn't survive that in Batman Returns, but nobody ever thought of anything of it. It wasn't a big deal, you know? Or when well, he I dropped... didn't know any better. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is is you didn't know any better, and you loved and Batman. I... But yeah, and that's and, my point. And everybody loved Batman, and that's there was never, never a problem with it. That's my point, though, is that, like, that's the opposite of what I want. Like, I don't want to introduce this character to people that don't really know him and have those people think, like I did, that it's okay for Batman to kill people. Like, I, I personally don't want that for that character. Yeah. Is he, and, I mean, in any of the comic books that are out, is he killing people in any of the comics? Uh, no, I mean, like, in the comics, in, in, like, the last 10 to 15 years in the comics, it's it's gone above and beyond. Like, there's one point where... You know, Jason Todd has a gun to Joker's head or a knife to his neck or something, and he's like, you have to kill me or I'm going to kill him. And Batman figures out a way that everybody lives. Right. He won't let he won't let Joker – and it's a powerful scene. You know what I mean? And, like, there's – that version of Batman, like, in that, in that Batman world, I do fucking love. I mean, I love that that – you know, it, that's like the Batman who, who, who does have a superpower because he can always figure out a way. You know what I mean? And- and that's you know. where just as a as a casual fan, I see the problem. Like if you if you do let's say you are introduced through Batman, through these movies, let's say Batman versus Superman, and he does kill everybody. And now I'm like, well, man, I really like Batman. I'm gonna start reading the comics because I need to get some more Batman in my life. And now it's like, well, he doesn't it's not the same. And then you're kind of like, well, you, you know what I mean? You're yeah. it's not gonna be the same character that you're getting. On in the mighty level. in the mighty words of Return of Jafar, I'm, I can't kill you, but you'll be surprised what you can live through. That's kind of like, that's right. kind of like how Batman is in the comic book. Yep. You know. Right. Um, so there, there, there's and there's some ambiguity when it comes to it. I mean, like you know sometimes he may kill somebody and and also it depends on the writer because there's some writers that might not give a fuck. You know what I mean? So I mean the one thing that always killed me and I and I even realized this watching the original Batman when he comes out and like shoots that grappling hook around that guy's neck and he falls and hangs. Somebody let me down. Somebody let me down. That should have killed that guy. You know what I mean? Like, I, even being nine years old, I was like, wow, he, like, basically hung that guy? Why isn't that guy, why didn't that guy's neck break? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, the, like in, in the, in the, in the, in the uh, oh, yeah, Axis yeah, chemical yeah, scene, yeah, yeah. you know, he, it's like when he first comes and, he, and, and before he drops Joker in the vat of chemicals and shoots the grappling right, hook around right, that right, guy's yeah, neck. Whoa, 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 and then he goes over. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that guy should be dead, you know? Um but I mean, I guess they wanted that PG rating and not that R rated, so you know the guy stayed alive. So anyway, and imagine, and imagine had they done that Batman, like the '89 Batman, full rated R, where he killed people, you'd have a whole different Batman today. Even oh, yeah. the stories, I think, would. Have been I mean, so I mean, the '89 Batman, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, Neil Adams did some amazing stuff for Batman in like the late '70s, early '80s, right? That's yep. the right time frame, correct? Yep. Neil Adams and Frank Miller, those are the two. Yeah, those are the two. Um, but yeah, Frank Miller really made Batman fucking hard ass again. 
not just a not just a Sherlock, not just a, a Sherlock Holmes kind of knockoff. You know, he, he killed the Adam West in Batman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. So then, uh, what's your favorite character or universe? And then, what are the definitive books that, at the very least, the average fan or someone with a peaked interest should read? Oof, tough one. Man. I'll let you or go first. Or one book, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I um. <laughs> I my favorite character is Batman, um, and it's simply because of determination and willpower. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, 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 I'm a determined person, um, and I don't have the strongest willpower. So it's like one of the things that I see myself in, and one of the things that I strive to be and admire in other people. Um, which is why I, I, I love that that character. I'm not like him at all. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, he's much more, you know, imperial than I am, uh, for lack of a better term. And I see the world in a lot more shades of gray mm-hmm. than, than he does. But it doesn't mean that I don't, I don't, I know exactly where he's coming from, you know, because I do. Uh, and I think, like, it's, it's the, the pre- New Fifty Two Batman and the regular DCU was was like the like this like the six one six of DC whatever that is Earth two or three or four twenty eight or whatever it is, um, and I, I, like for me the required reading is Year One, Long Halloween, uh, required reading like you must I, I'm, like because I, I could give list and list and list of why you should read this and why you should read that but I'm just gonna say. Year One, Long Halloween, and Dark Knight Returns. And for me, that's just him in the beginning, him at his prime, him at the end. And that's good. In Arkham Asylum. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Really? I, love Arkham, I love Arkham Asylum. But I wouldn't say it's required reading. I would say that you could read those three books and know everything about Batman that you need to. And then there's tons of other books that are really good that can embellish those things. But like... Hmm. This is Batman learning to be Batman. This is Batman being Batman. This is Batman learning how to not be Batman if he can. All right. Shoot. <laughs> um, hold on. I'm, I'm trying to find this answer to to which Earth is which. It doesn't look well, like I'm gonna get it. All right. I was gonna say the last. I'll just tell you the last Batman books that I bought was when the death. The Death in the Family came out, and I bought those like when they came out, you know. So that's how yeah. long it's been since I picked up a Batman. And those are fucking kind of campy, you know. Um, yeah, Joker, like... jo- Joker, and in, in his, <laughs> you know, uh, whatchamacallit, um, he was he was part of the UN and he had diplomatic immunity, <laughs> which is kind of yeah. <laughs> which that is was, cool, but it is like, like kind of campy. Cusp of him changing, of, of Batman changing, like it was like right on the cusp. Yeah. Um, it is funny, man. Like, like Batman is like, like not. I don't want to repeat what what Bobby says, so I'm gonna go with a different one. But I, I kind of feel the same way, and I'm I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Superman. Um, but it's Superman books through the eyes of other people that I find really powerful. So like Superman books when when that are you have Superman and and Batman books. Um, there's a really good one. Uh, it's called Lex Luthor Man of Steel. And I really love the artwork to it as well, but it, like everything's through Lex's perspective, 
Um, but a really good Superman books is a Superman for all seasons, um, which is Tim Sale. Is it Tim Sale and yeah, Jeff Loeb, right? Tim, Tim Sale and Jeff Loeb. Yeah, really good book. Uh, Superman Birthright is a really good one as well. Um, Superman Earth One, Part One and Part Two is really good. The problem with Superman storylines, which is unfortunate, and then uh, also uh, Superman um, Secret Identity, which is not is an Elseworld story as well. The problem with Superman stories in the main comic books, it's just it's it's a lot to digest. I think it's even more to digest because a Batman book you can kind of pick it up and it's like a murder mystery. You know what I mean? Um, like War Crimes was a good one that you you know not War Crimes, um, Bruce Wayne murderer and and um, what was the one that it was like the kid killed his parents? Like you saw that kid, that War Crimes. You know what I'm talking about, Bobby? Yeah, I don't. I don't. That was a good story too. I mean, like, like there, there's so many good Batman stories, but you can like basically go find any arc of Batman and read it, and you get some really good Batman stuff. You know, uh, with Superman, sometimes it's you, you got to read it through, like I said before, perspectives of other people. You know, perspectives through Lois Lane. Um, like the All Star Superman was pretty good, but it was it was kind of wacky at the same time. But that was pretty cool. Um, but it's it's an interesting thing because he like in a way is like the most human superhero. Like his his, like his personality wise, like you know his his some of his weaknesses is worrying about everybody, like not to not to say that Batman doesn't want wants to lose another Robin, but like, how many times has he lost somebody? And he's like, you know what, just collateral damage for the war. And when it, when, it, when it ends up, he's like much more pragmatic with it. Like it's not that it hurts. It's not that he doesn't have feelings and everything. But it's like. You know, I lost one Robin. You know, here's another one. Oh, that one lost his father. Here's another. You know, here's another one. Um, and now I'm gonna put my own son out there, even though I know what's what's happened to the Robins before. And like my son died as well. Uh, and I think Damien's back now. But it's just, it, it's it's one of those things where he he has lost over and over again, but he keeps on he keeps on going. And, and no matter how like unbreakable Superman's skin is, like the loss losing the people around him like cripples him. You know what I mean? Like worrying, he like he worries about every everybody, and there's like some really like heartwarming scenes, like uh, that one, and I think it's Superman Earth One Part Two talking about his cat. Like he found, you know, it's a way to have like a streak or whatever that cat is, and like he's sitting there, and that cat loved him to death. You know, animals usually don't oh, like dude. Superman. Yeah, uh-huh. animals usually don't like Superman because they they sense something is wrong with them, and this cat like loved him to death, and like he's sitting there one day like petting her, and he doesn't even realize that her heart stops beating or she stops purring, even though he has these super senses. He's like shocked by it, and he goes and like he buries her on the moon, um, and it's like, it's like so sweet, you know, and like some of the introspective things of him being a, a reporter and like involved in people's lives and stuff like that. He's just a cool character. He's like, Batman is is like the pinnacle of what, what humans can be, like physically, mentally, discipline-wise. But Superman is kind of like what we should strive to be. You know what I mean? Like, that, and do you think that Superman gets that? Yeah, because because he doesn't have to worry about the day-to-day shit that everybody else does, so he can almost experience what it is to mean pure human emotion at it, at what it's meant to be. Because it doesn't have to worry uh, about like maybe. I mean. No, it's not too far fetched at all. But there's like some there's some parts, and I don't know if this was in Birthright, but like he's saving, he's saving these people from a volcano on this island, right? And and he just he's just starting to understand his powers, 
And at one point, he gets, like, sucked in the volcano or something, and he's, like, swimming through these tunnels of molten lava, like, breathing in, like, drowning on lava. And he doesn't know what's what's going to happen to him. He doesn't know that it can't kill him, you know? Okay. But he's doing it anyway. And, like, he gets up, and he's, like, throwing up molten rock, you know, out of his lungs and his chest. It doesn't kill him, you know what I mean? But it's, like, at the, at that time, like, you know, he, he doesn't know. That's, like, one thing, like, a lot of people are mad about the Man of Steel movie, because, you know, he's standing there while Jonathan gets swept up in a volcano. And to me, that right. isn't – Tornado, what did I say? Volcano. Volcano. <laughs> um, it, to me, I don't – I'm not bothered by that because I go straight to that book where he doesn't know if a tornado could kill him. You know what I mean? He knows that he's fast and he's strong. He's more durable, but he doesn't know how durable. And from outside viewers of Superman like – But that's Superman, not why he doesn't do it. But we don't know. That's why he yes, doesn't do yes, it for me. Yes, we do. How do we know? Because the reason why he doesn't do it is because his father's trying to protect his identity. When it, where does it say that? Well, his dad, he tells him no. Like, is he, you see, and I know what Bobby's talking about, but in the movie you see Clark kind of about to make a run for it, and his dad looks at him and tells him no. Because prior yeah, I, I that, mean, I, I know because, that part. But because, we don't... Prior, because prior to that, his conversation with him is you have to learn to keep this part of you a secret. And then the next thing you see is that, is that, is that the next thing you see flashback-wise is that point where he's forced to keep, to make a choice whether to keep that part of him a secret. <coughs> that's that's the whole point of it. That that and that's that's one of my big problems with it is that even from that he doesn't necessarily learn that rule or that notion. You know what I mean? Maybe. Like he makes that decision and and sacrifices his father for his father's wishes regarding that decision. Well, I mean, I think I think, I, 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 think it's, I think it can be a little bit of con A and a little bit of con B. And, and like, and here's the thing too, like, you know, watching 10 years of Smallville, like the big B and maybe, and maybe I'm jaded by those other Superman experiences, like the 10 years of Smallville and whatnot, you know, Jonathan and Martha's worry weren't always, you're going to, you know, people are going to find you and they're going to know your secret. It's like, we don't know what can hurt you. You're still our son. We, we still love you. You know, we don't want you to come back. I mean, it's a day, you know, being Superman is a dangerous job, no matter how impenetrable you think your skin is. And, and, uh, and sometimes, I, I feel that sometimes when people see Superman, he doesn't always know everything that we know about him. Sure. You know? That's not expressed at all here. Do you know what I mean? I, like, I kind of like, feel, I mean, I, I kind of feel that it's implied by the character. Like, this, we don't even that, know. And, you know, and I, and I fully, I fully admit, I fully admit I might be bringing baggage Superman from this universe has those concerns. That, that's true. I don't know that. But we do yeah. know that the father has those concerns. About him revealing his identity, correct. And 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 like and but that, the next logical thing is like, why would he be scared of him revealing his identity? Because he says he says in there like you'll change the world, like you'll, you'll make push, you'll make people question their fucking beliefs and yeah. But he's also worried about like you know people taking his son and, and experimenting his son and him not being able to live a life. Right. You know, there has it has to, nothing. It, it has nothing to do with his personal safety. Of sure entering, does. Of, of, sure of, it does. Of, of the effect of the tornado. No, no, but I mean, but everything's his personal safety. I mean, sure, the, the, but, but they're protect. But, but that's why it's about the secret identity. It's not about what the tornado could do to harm him. No, but it's about it's about what can harm him either way, and that's why I'm saying that's why I don't think it's a far leap about the tornado harming him, because the whole thing is to protect him. The whole the, the you know keeping himself keeping himself a secret is needed for protection. You know what I mean? And so I don't I don't I think it's a safe assumption, and I don't think that we're drawing. Too many, too many lines that are that are unnecessary to say that you know. There's also the, the physical safety of it. I don't you know, think because ultimately, I don't, I don't think know there's any 
there's any nod to that whatsoever. Like in the in just in the film. I'm I'm gonna get now I'm gonna go back and watch tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Because I mean, yeah. and, and, I, and I and like I fully admit, I might be bringing baggage to it, but it's like they don't want him to be a science experiment. Of course, you know, they not. want him to be able to, I agree, to live totally a life. I totally agree with you there. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. But it's it's not like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and sacrifice my life because we don't know if this tornado will hurt you. It's not bad I, at all. I I, th- I think it's. I mean, I, all right, we can agree that he didn't want him to go to the tornado to protect him, right? Correct. Okay. So whether that protection be don't reveal what you can do and who you are, or whether that protection would be this might hurt you, we don't know. No, you know? I think we, I think, I think. Well, that's true. We don't know because he doesn't say no, Clark. I, I don't want, I don't want them to do science experiments on you in that same clip. But the yeah. only other information that we have regarding their relationship to base that opinion off of is Jonathan saying to protect him uh, from from things like you know, being studied from things like making people fear him by having to question their own belief. Because the, the, the bigger notion here is that is, is Jesus real? If you're from outer space. But I, I think, I think that that's a huger leap than my leap. No, because we have, we have more evidence for that. Like when, when the neighbor comes, like, so the neighbor who, who his, her kid was on the bus so she comes in and she wants to talk like, well, we got to talk like this is Jonathan's first real realization that holy shit, like this could be a fucking issue. Mm-hmm. And then we hey. have him talking to Clark saying like, look, like, like you got to keep this secret. Like, is it worth? Yeah, but then, the same th- but then the but same, not, breath, but, 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 have, but in the same breath we have, but then the same breath, but then the same breath at the end of the book, we have, I mean, in the, the movie, we have Martha saying, no, he always knew that you were going to do this. Like he always knew. And then you have that clip of him at, as a younger version running around with the cape wrapped around his neck. But in and nowhere, like Jonathan's but watching it. But at no point, even still, at no point does it make any sort of, of, of even the slightest bit of nod that they're concerned for his physical ability in, in being able to handle something like a tornado or being able to handle picking the bus out of the water. But, what, but then it's why would they're they, afraid that he'll but why would they? why would they think that he would be okay with, in a tornado? Because as far as they can tell, he's, he's impervious. I don't know, man. I think that's I think that's just like a crazy wide. I don't I don't think that anybody who would be in that experience and dealing with him would ever assume that there is no upper limit of his invulnerability. Uh, maybe, you know? but I mean, we have to imagine at this point he's like a college kid. Yeah. Like, I would know by the time like I know by the time my kid's seven just how vulnerable they are. I don't I don't know, dude. Like I, like. In, in reading other you know, Superman books, there's there's times where he's like flirting with going into outer space. Like he doesn't know how, you know, he's like but scared we, we to like. We can't do that. We can't do that here because we're only maybe off of what we've been shown in this in this universe. And, and the other thing is like he doesn't even fly until he meets Jarrell. You know, there, there's like there, there's some obvious limitations to what he think he can do, and and what he knows he can do. You know, but I don't, we don't know. And and maybe you know what? Maybe we'll see more when the, the movie comes out. Maybe, but you know? what we do know. Is that he's what we do know is what Jonathan is fearful of. We do know what he is fearful of. There's got to be some literature out there where Zack Snyder talks about that scene. Well, if you can find that literature and, and show me yeah. that he says that he's trying that he tells Clark not to come because he's worried that the the tornado might hurt Clark directly, I would be very surprised to see that. All right. Well, next question then. <laughs> um. My next question was, if you were writing a movie 
uh, for your favorite character or universe. So in this case, I'm just going to put Batman in there. So if you guys are writing the movie for Batman, what element is mandatory for that story? Ooh. Um, I, I'll go first with this. Sure. I, I've always wanted to to see a Batman movie um, from the perspective of the the appearance that Batman is like a creature of a night creature of the night from everyone else. Like we never see Bruce Wayne. We never see, we never even see him in the light a day. We see it from the perspective of everybody else. And it's almost like a thriller horror movie. I just think that would be an interesting way to see the Batman myth, um, come to life. Like see it from Gordon's perspective of like this, you know, I don't, I'm not sure what this guy is. You know, what are you a vampire or something? You know, like what's your, what do you do? (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I just think that would be kind of a, a different uh, spin on things. And I will tell you right now, I'm definitely biting off of what McFarlane wanted to do with Sam and Twitch with Spawn, like the Spawn movie. Like, have it. Like, I, I just think that that would be a, a cool way to do Batman, to make him s- seem like, you know, this creature. Like, there's a great uh, Batman animated series where the kids are like, they all each have a story about what Batman is. And like ones like the Frank Miller Batman Returns, um, and I can't remember the other one. That's the only one that stands out. But each of the each Batman is a little bit different. Like one, he's like a vampire, you know what I mean? And one, he's just like this ninja or a shadow. He's like a shadow or something. Um, that would be kind of cool. So, Bobby, um, for me, like what, what I'm dying to see, and it still and it still looks like I won't see for some time, like another decade or so, um, is I really want to see like a very like present day modern day kind of comic representation of Batman like it seems like we're getting with Batman versus Superman uh like that Batman but at the height of his game like at the oh, yeah. in his prime like where he is at his absolute best so who would be the villain in that um you know they could really take their pick but i mean if of course if i was in it i'm going to choose the joker just cuz there's there's something about that dynamic between batman and the joker that's just fucking like and batman has i mean i don't I don't think anyone would argue with me, but Batman has, in my opinion, the best rogues gallery. No, oh, absolutely. And, but even of that rogues gallery, like that, the situation with him and the Joker is always something special. It, we know well, what would be cool too is to have like a Hannibal Lecter type situation where the Joker's in Arkham and Batman. Yeah, that was like, supposed to happen in Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, that'd have been good. That'd have been really good. I'm going to skip around just for because a question I have kind of goes off of what you just said. And I was like, do you guys think that the extreme temperaments of the supervillains have to match the extreme lengths that the character goes through to become the superhero? Like you were talking, Adam, how the Flash, like all his enemies were soft. They had like the soft code of ethics versus mm-hmm. like Batman's enemies. And that's just because, I, I don't know, I, I picture Flash as kind of a softer dude in general, you know? Mm-hmm. Like even more, even softer than Superman. Uh, uh, no, you know, I, just, I don't know if that's the case. Like, do you think that that's why like their villains are so extreme because their transformation into the hero was so extreme? I think they have to mirror that aspect of those characters. You know, like a mirror master just wouldn't work with Batman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or a, you know, who else is who else is like, for example, like Zoom, right? If Batman was dealing with Zoom, like Batman would figure out a way that that motherfucker could never walk again. <laughs> you know, like if he was dealing with them. Um, and, and so I, I think you do have to have that aspect of it. And, uh, it's an interesting, it's an interesting effect where it's like, did, did these guys, that's one thing that the, the, the Batman movie, I kind of got right. It's like, you made me, 
you know, you made me first. And even though it's kind of goofy, like it, it, it kind of echoes this common theme in like the Batman universe where the, the criminal elements and everybody, they do kind of have this tightly knit, like cause and effect type feel. Um, and it's interesting. I mean, you get into very interesting characters like Dr. Like Hugo Strange um, and, and very interesting characters like Ra's al Ghul. Like Ra's al Ghul is a fascinating fucking character. And even Bane, who is who nobody has been able to scratch the surface of how complex a character Bane is uh, from the comic book. I mean, he's a fascinating character. Like, Bane is a fucking smart dude. I mean, in, in Dark Knight Rises, they kind of got into his intelligence um, aspect, but I didn't like the, f- the fact that he was part of the League of Shadows. You know, that, 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 was, that was the part that I was like, you know, it's not bad, but it, ne- it just needs to be something else, you know? Um, so, yeah, I, I think that there, there does need to be a certain... A, a certain level of, you know, to make a good, uh, make a good nemesis, they, they just have to have the right mix of crazy as the hero has. Um, and the same thing with Superman and Lex Luthor. You know, Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor is basically, you know, what Bruce Wayne might have became if Bruce Wayne, his parents didn't die. You know? Yeah, um, not we've, so, yeah we've had that discussion. Not so much as a, as, a, as a psychopath, but I mean, like, you know, Lex is one of the Lex might be one of the the pinnacles of human beings, and it's really his it's really his fascination and uh, jealousy of Superman. Because yep. I mean, it's even been it's even said that you know what he wants is to be Superman more than anything else, and lack you know? of trust. Yeah, you know, and um, you know, I think that also like like there's an element of Lex like, and I prefer this element of Lex more so than I prefer. And he kind of goes off on like an extreme, extreme Lex, you know, where it's like a Lex with a monster. Um, yeah. And, you know, but like there's an element of Lex that's like, like, you know, do you support Superman? Like, absolutely not. Like, why? Well, because why should our firefighters train a little bit harder? Why should our police, you know, go to the, the, the shooting range a, a little, uh, you know, a little bit more? Because they have to be prepared to, to help us. So if we have, if we start relying on this alien to help us in our time of need, what is it, do, what does it do to the ambition of man? Yeah. Like, is it holding man back? And that's the part of Lex that I love. Yeah. And that you, you, know? you can't help but agree. agree exactly. With. Because like, and it, it, that's, that's what makes a more interesting villain is that like, you're like, man, like dude's not wrong. Like, you know, he, he's, he's in the right. Like, and he definitely mm-hmm. thinks that what he's doing, he's doing it for the, the greater good. Like I, I, I love when they, when they paint Lex that way. Yeah. Um, but they don't always do that. You know, like, like, and that's not to say that I, I don't like mad scientist Lex or, you know, I'm going to rule the entire multiverse Lex because there's always something that I like about those like representations of him, but it's just not my favorite. Yeah. Agreed. And, you know, and there's something that you know Lex is, is right about. That's why you got to read that that Lex Luthor Man of Steel book, because it, it you get to see what Superman is um, through Lex's eyes. And I got to tell you, it is kind of a terrifying thing. You know, I mean, he's always you know he's always smiles and kitten saving. And when we to, when we to read through his his observations, you know, we know that he's this wholesome Kansas boy, and that we can, can trust him. And it, it always kind of boggles our mind, like, how can not, nobody trust Superman? It's fucking Space Jesus. Who doesn't like Space Jesus, right? But when you see it through Lex's eyes, you're like, God damn, he's, you know, he's right. You, you know, and, 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 and also, you understand why Batman goes to the extremes as well to protect mankind. Because don't get it wrong, man. Even at the end of this, this Batman v Superman movie, um, 
when they shake hands and they're best buds and they want to they want they want to start a new pajama club. Uh, Batman has his plans to take out Superman if need be, and like I, I think it's safe to say that if if he had to kill Superman, that he would kill Superman. Like even the Batman we know and love that always tries to figure out a way not to kill people. Like if he needs to to take him out to save humanity, he will. Well, I'm not um, sure if Batman sees an alien the same way. I, I I agree. He doesn't. I agree. Um, there's this one fucking badass, uh, the girl that fell from Krypton book, uh, Batman Batman Superman book, where he's on dark he's on uh apocalypse, and he he hacked Dark Side's co- uh code for the Hell Spores, which are these bombs that actually make that make uh planets look like apocalypse, and uh you know Dark Side's like you didn't you know you couldn't have cracked my uh. Uh, code and he's like, you mean X Y Z Alpha Prime three two five? Yeah, it took me like two minutes. And he's like, and you got two seconds to let us go and the girl, or I'll blow up your planet. Yeah, that and was like, in, uh, for those for those listening, that's in Batman Superman. The girl who fell from Krypton, right? No, the book is called Supergirl. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, uh, did I lose you guys? I got a little. No, you're here. No, it's okay. Here. Cool. Um, so and it's funny because Darkseid said like, you know. If the Kryptonian had tried to call my bluff, if the Kryptonian did this, I would have called his bluff, or maybe even the Amazon. But you humans will destroy yourself. So you know he he believed him and uh, let him go. And it's fucking just hard. <laughs> I mean, like people, people are like, man, why do you like Batman? He's just this dude in a cape and jumps around like a ninja. And it's like, dude, you just don't know. I mean, that guy to like face up a god. You know, Darkseid is basically the devil. You know what I mean? And like not flinch and just go hard as a motherfucker and, and willing to put your life on the line uh, for, you know, your friend's cousins. You know what I mean? They're like, there was no humans on that planet, but him. And he's going to, he's going to put his life on the line for that. It, it's, it's some inspiring shit. And then uh, it's fucking badass, Peter. That's all I got to say about that. So. All right. So who, anyway. who is the, who's the worst character in any story or universe? The worst character. Jesus. <laughs> Hold on. I feel like whoever we say we're gonna get hate mail. Um, yeah. let's see. <coughs> Optimus Primal. Mo- Kidding. <laughs> Molecule Man. <laughs> Molecule I'll, Man, maybe. I'll tell you. Like, uh, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I can really answer that because I, I, I find something that might. That might. And almost everything. But I'll tell you, like, when I read books. When I read, like, so DC has this, like, this little, like, branch they go down every now and then with their, like, group of magic characters. Um, and there's, like, you know, the guy with no face, the question, I guess. Is it the question, though? That has yeah, no the face? question. Or is it a different one that has no face? Because there might be two. Phantom, Phantom Stranger doesn't really Phantom, have a face either. Phantom Stranger, uh, the, the chimp. Um, Detective Chimp? Detective How dare you, sir? Now he now I'll say this: he's my favorite of them. Um, okay. Then there's the the like the like the enchantress type chick, like that wears like the witch hat. Um, she's not an enchantress. I don't think her name is enchantress. She wears like a witch hat, like an old school. It's like green, and she has like green and red stockings. She might actually be the enchantress. I don't know. Continue. But anyway, it's that group of characters in DC that like whenever I turn the page and they enter the room, I'm like. Bleh. Here we go. Like I've just like I, I'm just not really interested in them. 
like they're all like well fleshed out characters. They're all I'm sure they're all fine in their own right. I'm sure they all have huge fan bases, and I'm, I probably am just too simple to get it. I got my answer, etc. But I, they, they just they bore the fuck out of me. Any character from Image that Rob Liefeld drew? <laughs> no way, dude. Blood Wolf for the that, win. Oh, Blood Wolf was hor- <laughs> that's the worst one. No, that's sir. the worst one. Dude, when Blood he went Wolf. back and killed the X, we killed all the X Men. Dude, I oh so horrible. I, what about my blood wolf tattoo though? Oh Jesus! Like, all right, I'm gonna rephrase that. Any con, any any character that Rob Liefeld drew with ammo pouches on their calves. Oh, is that all of them? Except, except blood wolf. No, I'm sure he had ammo pouches on his calves. No, I said except blood wolf. Oh Jesus! As if you guys were- you guys read that thing about Liefeld about how they were saying like these are the 40 reasons why he's the worst artist ever. Yeah, that's a two part blog. Um. And it is one of my favorite things ever. I, the funniest thing in that thing for me is, here's a fun drinking game. Take a shot for every pouch he draws on a character. Oh, great. Now you have alcohol poison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, on the first page. There's so much. Like, but, like, you know what? Like, I used to have this conversation with Adam all the time because like, he never really cared for Liefeld. Um, and I used to be like, like look, like, I agree with all of your criticisms. But at the time, now this is the late 90s. I mean, like at the time, like I just had to be honest that like I'd rather look at his work than what like say Kubert was doing with X Men at the time. Like I didn't care for Kubert's work on the X Men. I think it was Andy Kubert that was doing. I get the Kubert brothers confused, but I think it was Andy. And like I just didn't care for that look at all. It just seemed like a it seemed like a knockoff Jim Lee. Um, and like I just I I think that Liefeld's work is more interesting. I now at the same breath I think it's fun to fuck with him. You know what I mean? Like because he's such a like he's such a punching bag. You know what I mean? Like and when you walk past a punching bag, like even me, like I hate a sport, but like if I walk past a punching bag, I'm gonna punch it because it's it's good fun to punch a punching bag. So like. I admit that it's fun to fuck with him, but like, I don't think his stuff is that horrible. Like I, and that's, and, and, and I'm saying that agreeing with every criticism of him. I just don't think at the end of the day, it's hard to look at. All right. I'll, I'll let you have that one. You can look at it all you want. You can look <laughs> at it for me. <laughs> oh man. Next question. So I, oh, so but did you answer who do you thought was the worst character? Yeah. Any, anything Rob oh, Liefeld draws? Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but then, like, see, like, even then, like, like, um, and, and don't ask me, don't, a- don't ask me. But he drew Deadpool. Pick it, pick it, pick. No, no, no. Yeah, Rob not. Liefeld's Deadpool is not the Deadpool that you have now. But, but that's not what I was gonna say. But like, the um, but, but I mean, he did create Deadpool, so I mean, I still think that's. But, he, but I, I agree that it's not the same Deadpool. But, but, like, Supreme, right? Um. Oh which was like a Superman knockoff. He created Supreme and he didn't do much with him. But then Alan Moore picked Supreme up and did like incredible things. with him. You know? So like, I don't know. I think, I think Liefeld, I think Liefeld gets it honest and also gets it bad in the same, in like, in, in the same breath. But it, it like, I mean, I don't know. He just, he was, he was never a writer. You know? No, no. So. So this next question I, I wrote down when you guys were talking about Suicide Squad in the trailers. And my question is, do you guys think that you let stuff slide because you're too much of a fan? 
like you're so hyped that you're finally getting something that you're less critical. I guess not less critical, but softer on it, or you're more not Bobby. Not Bobby Mac. He's like, oh, this is good. That means I can I can turn up my critic my critical meter a little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's that's like I, I think that I'm actually in the opposite boat. Like the closer I am to it, the more critical of it I become. Um, yeah. Like, did you see? I, did you see I, I, in his I, pants? His penis was leaning to the left. Everybody knows that his penis leads to the right. Yeah. How yeah. dare they? That's not the accurate. reason why you asked was what? Oh, I was like, because I I don't think based on the trailers that Suicide Squad looks good. <laughs> <laughs> um, you cannot be my friend anymore. Yeah. No, I think it. I think it looks great. But I'm calling brave right now. There are some things to that finish I, this I, podcast. There are some things that concern me with it. You know, like. I'm concerned it's going to be the time to say the world show. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I don't want it to be. It is, yeah. is, um, what's the dude that's playing? Jared Leto. Is his portrayal of Joker, is, is that a representation of Joker anywhere in the books? Uh, minus the tattoos, yes. Okay. And, and maybe I just don't know enough about it, and that's why just it just kind of seems cheesy to me a little bit. Like that picture, have you seen the picture of him where he's like wearing the suit and he's wearing like the red silk shirt that's like unbuttoned to his like almost to his navel? Yes. Right out of the comics. Okay, okay. Well, you said it just minus the tattoos. Minus the tattoos. But like, you know, the thing is like at the same, in the same breath though, like I don't know if we've seen enough of the Joker to make a judgment. Right? Like, and and like Adam, like Adam's okay with, Adam's come to terms with the gold teeth, right? Right. And... He's come to terms with the gold teeth because he thinks that Joker's teeth are a a character trait. Like there's yeah. something about the character that constantly draws you in. So right. this is a realistic representation of that artistic notion of the character. And I've come to terms with it because I'm like, we we know that this is Batman out of his prime. So he's probably knocked every tooth out of Joker's head over and over and over again. Right, okay. So it would be realistic that his his fucking teeth would be shit by this point you know so like mm-hmm. that's how i wrap my head around that but like if it comes out and it's it, it's not right you know or i don't feel right about it like trust me i'll, I'll let the world and i asked that too i guess just because i watched your this is way back when but your review on the first ninja turtle movie or like after you saw the movie you gave your thoughts on it mm-hmm. and, and that's and i think I, I i really thought that you were gonna be like no it's completely it's terrible the movie's completely shitty mm-hmm. and i was a little not shocked but i was like oh wow like you enjoyed it more than i thought you were going to <laughs> yeah because like because like for me like the, the turtles like i don't know exactly what turtles people latch on to you know what i mean right but like the turtles have kind of never been a super serial thing um, right you know, it, the comics were serious, but they were serious. They were only serious within a world that mutagen turns turtles into ninjas can be. So, like, my, 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 only, real, my, my only real thing that I was concerned about with the turtles was I was concerned that Shredder was going to be a white guy. Um, You're racists. Because, because I hate white people. Which is my which is my white privilege, um, but but like no, I was only concerned he was going to be a white guy because I want my shredder to be a Rokusaki, you know what I mean? I want him to be a ninja from Japan. I I want that shredder, and I think I joked I think I joked on the uh, on the video or on something at the time. I was like, you know, having like seeing the trailers and thinking that that white guy was going to be Shredder, 
like I was just imagining like order like because he looked like a downtown businessman and he's about his money and you know he's got his hair cut and like I imagine him going to like Starbucks and being like uh, you know triple pump mocha latte please and they're <laughs> like they're like and they're like okay can I get a name oh uh, yeah it's a, it's a Rokosaki. <laughs> You know, like, and that's Jim. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's what was like, what was like turning me off about it. And 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 I was getting upset because I'm like, God damn it, man! Like every chance we get, we're making classic quote unquote white characters a different race or a different sex to 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 diversify for today's standard, right? Okay, but here's an example of a classic character who is not white, and you made him a fucking white guy. Yeah. Right. What the hell is wrong yeah. with you people? Um, My true. Okay. So, but but so so my my only real expectation was I want my shredder Asian, and I and, you know from that for that for the trailers of that movie, and I want that brotherhood, and if I get those two things, there's very little they can do to make me hate it. I, I remember when we walked out of the theater like, oh that was horrible, and you're like, yeah, I was like, I loved it. He's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so super fun, bro. Yeah, you and know? I think I said that in my review. I was like, it's a, it's a it's a it's a bad movie that I really enjoy watching. Yeah, it's it's just a popcorn flick. You yeah. know what I mean? Right, right. You but know, still it, got the spirit, right? and I will agree yes. that the second one I think is more. I think they got it. It's more correct. I, I think the more, second one right. from the from the previews has a feel that it's it it's seems brighter. It's, <laughs> no, 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 that's not right. right. But I, I still yeah. feel like I still feel like they're being relatively true to the spirit. But see, like here's the thing: like I would get into a conversation with people, right, about the first turtles movie, where I'd be like, they'd be like, I hate it, and I'd be like, okay, uh, I don't necessarily think you're wrong, but why? They'd be like, "Well, how are you gonna? How the fucking turtles learn ninja ninjutsu from reading it from a book?" I'm like, okay, so the rat practicing watching his master—that's better for you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because that's right. also absurd, right? You know, like, but I, I get that it's canon, but it's stupid. Do you know? What but I'm also, saying? too, if you're basing it off the movies, you are, like, let's say you didn't even read the comics and you're just basing it off of movies and your first. Uh, you know, your how you were introduced to Ninja Turtles is the cartoon from you know the '90s, and then the movie. You're like, all right, well, as a kid, as 11 years old, I, I could buy that that he practiced, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, like, I, I just don't see. I guess I don't see the 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 big leap that people can take to say, right. like, if I see pictures in a book of of somebody doing martial arts, I can mimic that. Or if I see a guy doing it, I can mimic that, and I'm an animal. See like, what. If one I, is okay, I don't understand how the other one isn't. Yes. Right. No, no, and I understand that. It's like, look, it's equally as absurd, so why are you pissed off about this thing? Right. This is not the other one. Yeah. My issue with the new Ninja Turtle, the the movie, is just, I feel like they just got Splinter wrong. In general. How I just, so? I just, I don't, I guess, I like that Splinter was also Asian, you know, I guess from from just the the cartoons and sure then, sure and i just feel i don't feel like whoever the 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 guy that they got to voice him i don't know it just it just felt wrong to me it just felt like why does he said just sound like a new yorker i guess i'm used to, i guess that's what it goes back to did he just, sound I, see, I, can't, I can't even remember i guess now. he did yeah, it. It's I like tony shalhoub or whatever and i could i he, i picture that dude when i see so like i don't hear this rat who's this character like even though Johnny Knoxville voices Leonardo at some points, I'm like, all right, I, I don't always focus on that. Like he, I, he does. I didn't know that yeah. either. <laughs> yeah. So I'm able to suspend that. But like when I hear Tony Shalhoub and he's voicing Splinter, I'm just like, God, I just see him. I see him when he's that weird creature in Men in Black every time. 
I don't know if you remember the first Men in Black movie where they blow his head off and it's all growing back and it's all. That, that the only thing that's different is that like didn't in the cartoon. In the cartoon, it was not the rat that came in contact with the mutagen. No, he was human. He was right, human. He was in the human. In the yeah. See, that's that, now, that's I the version like that. I actually like better. Yeah, I do yeah. like that better. Did that happen? I, in, you know in, what? I, the nineties too, or just these new ones? That no, happened. Nineties, he was a rat. In the, in the, the 90s, every yeah, movie the 90s. he's been a, he's been a private rat. They, well, yeah, they follow but, the so actual new cartoons canon. that they have now on Nickelodeon. He's a human, and then he finds the turtles, and he gets into some skirmish with like these Krang bots, and he gets mutagen spilt on him and the the turtles. So that's how they all mutate, okay. which is good. So that explains yeah. like how he knows kung fu already. Right. Like he's just this Asian dude. Yeah, and I'm on board. I'm on board with that. I'm on board yeah. with that. I, I actually do prefer. Because that makes that 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 for that within this absurd world <laughs> makes does make more sense, you know what I mean? But like it's just that like I think that in my head I think about that Jim Henson rat doing the kung fu in the in the ninety in the eighty nine movie or the ninety movie. <laughs> right, it, right. It's fucking stupid, you know what I mean? Like it, like the rat, like it, the rat was like super disciplined with the moves, like yo, yo. <laughs> His little legs kicking up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I like, I like the, in this version. It's just the, the mutagen also made him smart and able to do other things. And like, I'm, I'm good with that. I don't, I don't need, I don't want to dig into it anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm good. I just yeah. want to see Ninja Turtles. As long as they're Ninja and they're Turtles, I don't really care how they got to whatever else. You know? Yeah. All right, so I have three more questions. One of them could be lengthy. The other two are, are kind of short. Okay. Um, the, the short two first. Yeah, oh so yeah. Short two first. All right. So and you can even just answer them together. The best comic book writer and best comic book illustrator. Like a combo? It doesn't have to be a combo. Just who do you think is the best writer? They could be. It could be one guy. But like, who do you think? Who is for you the best? Like, oh, this guy's the best writer. This guy's the best illustrator. Oh boy, for me, the best yeah. writer is for me the oh, God, <laughs> Jeff Loeb. See, I want to say Jeff Loeb because, but I, I. Because I like more of his work, but I'd have to say Alan Moore. Um, and I, and trust me, I don't fucking want to. The guy is a fucking like he's he's a better technical writer. Uh, like I don't know. I don't even know. He's, if I he's know. better in the craft. I think he's better in the craft. I think that he 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 works in comics the way that fucking Raphael worked in. He's like he's like a Shakespeare. Yeah, you know what I mean. Where, like, like Jeff Loeb is like a Stephen King. Yeah, like, I I can co-sign that, but I'm and, I'm still gonna say Jeff Loeb. Do you do you want to say why, and then I'll say why mine or vice versa? Or I just think Jeff Loeb really cares about the character as a as a human being. You know what I mean? And we get into all that, like he he can like tell a simple story and just get into all of these deep details about the character and make them feel real. You know what I mean? And it doesn't have to be a crazy story. Sometimes he must be saving the girl. You know what I mean? And like that's the one thing about comics that's that's uh, you know can be over the top sometimes, and and translates in the movies. And sometimes it just really kind of fucks me. Like Superman doesn't need to lift a continent out of the water. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. need to happen all the time. He can just save the girl. Um, and I think a lot of artists, a lot of a lot of writers, just are trying to do these. You know, Jeff Johns is, is is another one. I mean, he's an amazing writer, but I think, and he's he's really good at interweaving stories. But I think the same problem is we get to this big, 
you know, it's always got to be something fucking crazy and, and, you know, multi-layers and all this other stuff, and it just loses me sometimes. Like, you know, sometimes it can be simple. Uh, and Jeff, I think, is good at doing that, you know? So I, um, the reason why I like more is just like, and I, and I, I don't like him personally. Um, I think he's a fucking dick. And I guess he's honest and I had to respect that. But like, you know, they're like, what do you think about Zack Snyder doing the Watchmen? And like Zack Snyder's like obviously like a huge fan, you know, and his response is basically like, fuck the Watchmen and fuck Zack Snyder and fuck them both for even ever crossing paths in this universe that as I know it. Um, and then there's like, what did he say recently? Oh, they asked him about Grant Morrison recently. He was like, well, I don't know why you're asking for my opinion on him. I don't consider him to be a writer. So what does it matter if I think what I think of him? So like, I appreciate that he's honest, but it's like, man, you can be like, like, I'm not telling you to play nice. But I mean, like when, when people like like it's more so the Zack Snyder thing, which bothers me when like the dude's like an obvious fan of yours and trying to do right by you and you just act like a fucking dick. Yeah, um, he's just a twat. Yeah. And then like, you know, and now he's like the last interview I read with him, like it's all about like because he, he's a magician and shit, but he's like not a magician like David Copperfield, like a magician like I guess what people consider David Blaine to be like, like what world people consider David Blaine to be. I don't know. But like. <laughs> Like, like he's like in touch with like the dark arts and he can reach out to the spirit realm and all this bullshit and fine, whatever. But like, it just doesn't help my cause when I'm thinking of him and, and, and wanting having to reluctantly name him as probably the best in the business. But like, so he did the Watchmen, which is a fucking masterpiece. So like, that's, that's an example of like, you know, him at his, at his finest. Right. But that's not the example I'm going to use because it's too easy. Jim Lee and Chris Claremont, along with Scott Williams, created uh, Wildcats for Image Comics. And it was basically a knockoff X-Men team. (coughs) And it was soulless. Um, It was about these two alien species that had been warring together, and they found themselves on Earth. Um, But some of the aliens could disguise themselves as humans and some couldn't. And one of them is a businessman for some weird reason. And like, there's just all this weird shit. They have their own jet. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like the X-Men and Alan Moore got a hold of that shit and fucking made it something special. He wrote like, like a five or six arc series um, and turned it into this like epic scoped opera, like where, these two alien species that nobody gave a shit about for two years go to outer space they make it back to their home planet find out the war's been over for like a million years they've been fighting and killing each other for nothing and now they have to deal with the psychological consequences of that and he just took something that was so elementary and blew the fucking doors off of it. and like that's that's why I love because he he can see it in a way that 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 I don't feel like other people. Sweet. As far as artists, my favorite artist. I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna go first just so you can laugh. Okay. <laughs> I, I got. I, I, that's right. It's yeah, Alex Ross, man. Yeah. And, the, and the reason being, man, is that I don't think he's the best. Um, like I think there's guys out there, but like he did something special to to comic book art 
which is a it's all right to to and there's other people that were were crazy that would do crazy uh i mean so that they could do crazy artwork and make it okay you know there was the, the keiths and stuff like that but he did something realistically he added extra depth and i i kind of felt like he brought back additional storytelling in the panels themselves like there could be a panel of batman taking off his armor and like his back is riddled with scars and you've never seen that before you know what i mean um he's lifting weights and everything and um and like Superman sitting in his house with a robe on, but he still has like the Superman underoos on, and like he's just like you know sitting down there like oh fuck what a day you know, and and there's stuff like that that made it seem real those characters and it brought me back into comic books when I was like moving away from comic books it like it healed the wounds that the 90s left on me from the craziness that comic books became, and like and in, in the same kind of way you talk about Alan Moore like his whole camp. If you ever if you ever meet them, they they seem very obnoxious, very uppity. That's why we've started this gag of, well, you know, just like somebody who smells their own farts. You know what I mean? In Boston <laughs> Prius, and uh, you know, and I don't I, we don't even know if Alex Ross is is like it's that like because that. he's usually yeah, too probably, good. Probably to, isn't. He, he's usually too good to be at these events. Well, Alex doesn't come, you know, and Alex always refers to himself in third person. And it, that just, that's what comes off from his crew. And if that's not, hey, Alex, if you listen to this podcast and that's not the way you are, or that's not the way you want to be perceived, let me tell you something, buddy. You know, like, you know, you know we ran the gambit for, for comic book conventions for, you know, four or five years where we made like every one. And every time we stopped by your table, that's the perspective that was being relayed to us from your crew. Maybe it's not that way anymore. Maybe it is, but just so you know. Um, but I mean, his artwork is, is amazing stuff. And, it does it it does get on my nerves a little bit when he's like, well, I don't do Batman's eyes white because that's not realistic, and he actually draws Batman's eyes in there. You know, it's like, well, it could be a piece of technology, you know. But it doesn't need it doesn't need to be you know super ultra mega realistic every time. But but then I do like the natural Batman eyes. I don't have a problem with it. And I mean, I found myself getting excited when I found out what Alex Ross's Batmobile looked like, you know. But I will say that like the Justice storyline just got to be crazy. It it just went it went full retard. Um, but you know some of the stuff that he did early on, um, like Kingdom Come, is amazing. Kingdom Come, King, Kingdom Come is just an amazing story, and that everybody needs to read that. But is, so. it, ama- is it? Is it? I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not arguing with you. Um, but is Kingdom, the, is Kingdom the, Come the story? The story the and the artwork. Is Kingdom Come amazing because of Alex Ross? I think it's it's everything together because I, I've read. I've tried to read the other Kingdom Come books that came after after that were like not Alex Ross's artwork and it didn't have the same gravitas. Did you know we I mean? Do it? Uh I don't know. I don't know. Are you talking about the Justice Society ones? Yes, maybe. Yeah, I don't think Wade did this. And that's not yeah, and it's not the same. It's not the same. Like they just try to capitalize on the same type of things. But yeah, I hear you. My favorite artist is Travis Cheris. Um but he never gets any work because he's fucking unreliable. <laughs> so uh, he rarely does anything. He did Wildcast for a while. He did uh, an X-Men book. He did... Wildcast um, oh, Star Wars. <laughs> he did Star Wars stuff for a while. But he's, he's just... He's incredible. Like, his work... Like, I don't like my comic book art to look super real, which is why I'm not a big Alex Ross fan. Um, but his, I, I can't like, 
like you can see the fabric of the fucking material that makes up the shoelaces on these characters in these drawings. Like he just puts a ton of line work into what he's doing on like the most minute details. So like his textures does, are amazing. Exactly. And like so usually when he does get a hold of a book, he only can put it out by monthly because of the amount of time he takes on it. Um and he always is doing like pouches and guns and tech on the guns and shit, but it never looks overdone. It always looks super tactical. It never looks like it's just, you know, excess for the sake of excess. I'm just, I'm a huge fan of it. I mean, and I'm, and I'm a huge fan of him and I'm a few. And then as far as regular comic book artists go, my, my number one is Jay Lee. Um, and just because I like his, his use of blacks and I like his use of silhouettes. Like he relies highly. Negative on space. Yeah, and I just think it's striking. I think he makes a striking image by using simple shapes. Um, so that's 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 that. Sorry, guys. Quick technical glitch. There sometimes my audio, like I hear at a certain time, but when I say something, it's delayed before those guys hear it because the way we record this, and like it progressively gets worse. As, as the show goes on sometimes, so we said to stop, reset things. So if it sounds like we're talking over each other or, you know, it's 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 all a timing thing, I apologize about that. So I'm sorry, Jess, go ahead with your next question. Oh, this is the last question. It's actually about Jessica Jones, and it's pretty straightforward. Um, I always felt like there was just a lot of mixed reactions about that show in general. And I know that okay. you guys both seem to, to like it. I really liked it a lot. Um, do you think... Jessica, Jessica Jones? Yeah, Jessica Jones. Uh, we liked it. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. You did. You did oh, okay. That. Yeah, okay. Is it like they're, they're, the general response has been mixed? Oh, okay. Yeah, like it's either like there's no in betweens. I, I, it seems like it seems like either people loved it and they watched the whole thing, or they were just like, ah, I watched one or two, and then I just couldn't fucking watch it anymore. But do you think that it's, and this may come off offensive, but do you think it was kind of too smart for the average person, or do you just think that because it, it was kind of like a, a fringe character that people weren't into it? Um. You know what? I wonder if it's if it's the interracial relationship is might be off putting to some people. They weren't expecting that, and the fact that she's kind of not this, uh, she's not a very likable person. You know, like I, I wonder if if people like didn't didn't that didn't gel well with them because she never really acted superhero-y. You know, and I'm I'll be the first one who, who likes to call out like all the like the the prescribed racial tension that some people say exists doesn't exist most of the time, and it's it's bullshit. But like with this, sometimes I wonder. Um, cause I, I, I've talked to some people about it and like everybody who likes it, you know, they love it from ultimate reasons, but the people who like don't like it, they really can't tell me why they don't like it, which makes me kind of feel like you don't want to tell me why I don't like it because it's something that's not, you know, in vogue to dislike about things like this. I mean, which is fine. You know, if you don't like it, you don't like it. I don't think any, any lower of you just to be honest with it. Um, but for the most part, people that I talk to who are comic book fans, everybody I know is liked a lot. So, I don't know. What do you think about I, um, it? I think it's the character. I think it's the French character. I totally think it's the French character. I think that it's... Uh, it's asking... I don't think that is, it's too smart, per se, but I think that is, it's asking people, especially Joe Citizen, it's asking them to redefine how they view a superhero. There's no costume. There's no secret identity. There's no arch nemesis, you know, twirling his mustache. Do you know what I mean? Like, the the world's not in jeopardy. Like, like, and I think that that, 
is is a, is a is a big nut to swallow, so to speak, for some people. And I think that, like with Daredevil, is it's easier because people are like, oh, he's going to get in the suit, and they can right. Google Daredevil and find out a little bit more about him. They see that he's obviously a superhero as they know it, but when they mm-hmm. Google um, Jessica Jones, it's just a chick in a jean jacket and jeans or leather jacket and jeans on. They're like, well, this isn't this is stupid. This isn't this isn't how I know this thing. And then and then I think I like I I, I, I like Jessica Jones a lot. Um, but I also think it was too long. Like I, I think it, it got drawn out of taste. Um so I don't think that, that helped its case. But it's like, you know, I was talking to somebody like at, at work recently. I don't know if I if I mentioned this, but they were like uh they were talking about Walking Dead and I was just like I was like I was like, you know what? I was like I'm just I'm happy to hear you guys talk about it. And they're like, why? And I was like, well, no, it's just like, you know, when I started working here, nobody talked about comics. And now I'm here and people are talking about comics and they don't even know it. And it's mm-hmm. just cool. It's cool to me. Yeah. And the guy was like, well, it's not a comic. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a what, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> just, just me? Just mute button doesn't yeah. work. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like you like? Is that like you lost your? He's eating potato chips, goddamn it! No, is that uh, like you lost his wedding ring in his dog's lips? <laughs> I haven't, I haven't, I keep muting it for a lot of reasons. Like I'm downstairs, and you know, I can hear my wife and my son is kind of being loud too, and so I'm muting it, and I'm doing something else, which I'll tell you guys later. But, <laughs> but oh geez. yeah, never mind. Um, you get the pass. Just in a bag so, of peas. <laughs> I got you. So so the, uh, no 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 worries. Um. Oh, so I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I just like hearing you guys talk about comics. I just like the world that I live in right now. And this dude told me it's not a comic. It's a graphic novel. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's all right. Cool. You know, I didn't even argue it. See, because, I, like, see, I you knew, know what, man, I, I, I can't, I can't stand to let shit like that slide. And maybe that's because I'm a weaker person. Because you know? I knew in, in his head that that somehow validified it more than it being a comic book. Right. You know, like. In his head, comic books for children, graphic novels for cutting-edge adults, TV based on graphic novels equals normalcy. You know? So, fine. That's fine. But, like, what I'm saying is that, like, because it wasn't a superhero, because it wasn't, you know, The Flash, it fit into his mind that it, it it's not a comic, it's a graphic novel. And I think that, that, that Jessica Jones is kind of that way, like, like Jessica Jones is a relatively obscure character for comic book fans. Yeah. So asking people to sign on to Jessica Jones and not be a comic book fan, I think requires a bit more effort than Daredevil. Why do you Oh, sorry, I'm sorry, Adam, go ahead. No, no, I was I was gonna agree. Like when we when I first started hearing about Jessica Jones through I wanna say it was in the Avengers, like the new Avengers series, I was like, is this is this uh Spider Woman's like alter ego. Like I didn't know. Like I didn't know who she was. You know. Right. Um. I was like, Spider Woman with Luke Cage? Huh. And I, I never read that. Alias. You know, like. Yeah. Yeah. So. And now I kind of don't want to. Well, I was just gonna say. I mean, look at heroes. You know what I mean? Like heroes. You don't have any connection to any of those characters. It's it's essentially the same. Could be the same thing. Like Jessica Jones sure. could just be a part of heroes. But why sure. was that more accepted? I, I think I think that it was a different time. Because I don't think the new heroes is accepted. 
really. You know what I mean? Like, I think that now, like, we've gotten to a point where, where, where like, the modern-day guy is like, well, why would I watch Heroes based on nothing when I can watch Supergirl? Right. Um, but I think at the time, it was more widely accepted, but I think it was more widely accepted because the, the, the fandom was just hungry for media that they didn't have. Yeah. I agree with you on that one. All right, so, well, that's, that's all the questions I've got. That's everything. All right, sweet. All right. Well, that, I think that's a pretty good clip. Just thank you very yeah. much. No, thank you. Yes, thank, thank you. So we might as well give another shameless plug to, to your yeah, show I, and everything. Yes, give another shameless plug, and then I have something I, I oh. didn't bring up. I forgot about last time. All right. Um, Enter the Realm. It's on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. It, it's live on Monday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but you can catch it whenever you want on YouTube or iTunes. Again, you search into the realm or um, realm of collectors. Yeah. Realm of collectors. That, is that, did that come from Warhammer 40K? I have no idea. You'd have to ask Dustin. Like, I, I actually like that name. That's a cool name, man. I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What I wanted to bring up, uh, there is a delay again, but so just wait a second before you reply, Adam. But what I wanted to bring up is... We, Nerve Rage Radio, needs Instagram help. So if there's anyone out there that would like to run our Instagram, uh, it, it involves very little pay. And uh, dick pics. If, yes, uh, but just um, feel free to contact us via Facebook or contact us via nerdrageradiomail at gmail.com and uh, give us a little bit of of background on yourself and why you think that, you know, you'd, you'd be a good person to do that. And we will uh, set up the account and hand you the reins and you will be a part of the nerd rage team. Hell yeah, man. That's it. Okay. And guys, uh, you can, you know, find us on YouTube, uh, YouTube, not yet. The, the screaming face on Facebook, subscribe to us, give us a like, really helps us out. And any questions or comments? Uh, what's the, what's the email address again, Bobby? NerdRageRadioBail at gmail.com. There it is. And I think that's going to be it. Nice little hour and twenty some minute show. I'm I'm happy with this. This one's going out today. All right. <laughs> you hate yeah. the fact that I don't, I don't spread no, I don't, them out. You want me to spread yeah, I, it all I, out? I promote them. I promote them about a week apart. So it doesn't matter. No, we need to promote them as soon as they come out. That's how you get the hits. That's how you get the, the traffic. What do you think, sure. Jess? Well, I, I I just I assumed you guys dropped it every Wednesday. So on my show on Enter the Realm on Monday, I said, oh, you can check it out on Wednesday. And then Tuesday, uh, yeah. I was just going to look for something. I'm like, oh, they already fucking released it. I'll listen to it. So I <laughs> eight hours. I went, of my it's <laughs> it's kind of naturally evolving to Wednesday for whatever reason. Um, I just think that's the way our, like, our schedules are kind of coming together. By the time I edit and everything, Wednesdays is working well. But, you know, we do whatever. And uh, next week we'll be back with some, uh, hopefully some good Batman v Superman talk about a rated R version. Let me ask you right now, and, and think about this. I'm asking a question, you don't have to answer it. But do you guys out there think that this is because of Deadpool success? Or is this naturally going to happen anyway? So just think about that, and we'll get back to it. Uh, next week so guys thanks again for tuning in just really appreciate you coming on the questions were awesome and hopefully one day we can return the favor for you and remember guys great tits tight dick player <laughs>